I want just the good stuff, but I've learned to grow in the hard. When you get to the bottom, there's nowhere to look but up. I know the pain and the hopelessness and the bitterness and the anger and the really, really honest questions you have for that guy labeled Savior. Welcome to the Four Known Men Podcast. My name is Ryan Cole, and I'm going to be your guide here on what I hope is a journey you'll take with me through the dark valley of miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant loss, all the way to hope. You may not want to hear it right now or feel distant from God, but he loves you, and seeing Jesus in this pain is truly the only way to overcome the deep hurt and loss. You see, my wife Kelsey and I have been through the baby-making ringer, and through Jesus, we've managed to stay together and dare I even say heal through miscarriage. I offer you that right off the bat to give you a little bit of a glimpse of what your future could hold, a place where you and your spouse can remember your child, heal through your pain. That may seem so far off that you can't even imagine it. Shoot, you may even want to punch me in the face if you were face-to-face -face with me right now, even in the audacity to bring you hope through something so hard. But I'm doing this from experience. So as we kick off a new place for men to connect and grow, learning about what faith in the middle of loss looks like, I felt it fitting to start this episode with my story and how we got here. All right, let's talk about my faith first, because I think that's a really good place for us to start. So you get to know me a little bit and what my background is. I grew up going to church every now and then, knowing a little bit about this guy, Jesus, and thinking I was a good person. It really wasn't until my late 20s when I went all in with Jesus and started to pursue what I felt was the truth of who he was in my life. I dedicated my life to following him at 29 and have been attempting to grow in my faith ever since. I used to do that by Bible reading, being in church and serving, but I learned that there was so much more to Jesus that I wanted him to teach me. Over the past few years, I've wrestled with words like calling and purpose but these things we'll talk about today helped me see the need for Jesus, the hope of Jesus, and the truth of Jesus. I needed that concrete black and white Jesus to take my faith from fairy tale to father. And I want to walk you through that journey myself. All right, now, my pregnancy journey. But I guess for a guy to get pregnant, you need a wife. So I met my wife, Kelsey, DJing a friend's wedding. We love to tell, obviously, different sides of the story. She thought I had really poor discernment blaring Baby Got Back at a country club that she was coordinating weddings at. She came over to sternly tell me, hey, buddy, turn it down. I turned to my good friend Clayton Whitson. You need to remember that name. Uh, in awe of just her beauty and clear heart for the Lord or something like that. We had to jet real quick after getting set up and blaring Baby Got Back at the top of our sound system limitations to get to the wedding that we were supposed to be attending. I looked for her all night, gone, never to see her again. So sad. Until a few weeks later, my friend Ashley asked, hey, I have this perfect person for you. I, I was really hesitant at first, and I was like, yeah, that's great, whatever. But, you know, just out of curiosity, what does she do? And she said she was the wedding coordinator at this particular country club. Game on. I married Kelsey in August of 2010. I'm very terrible with dates, mind you. I needed an even number. So married in 2010, rocky start right away. Kelsey and I are deeply passionate people, and we wanted to figure out how to do this marriage thing really well. We were in counseling 
early on, like super early on in our marriage, to figure out how to combine our two lives and learn how to communicate. Little did we know how important that would actually become in our marriage. We got pregnant Thanksgiving 2011, and we told everybody and our their brother, sister, aunt, uncles, everybody. We did a pregnancy announcement slash Christmas card thing just because it was right around that same time of the year. Sent them in the mail, and we lost the child the next day. The answers we seemed to get then were very vanilla. Well, this happens all the time. You'll get pregnant again. You still have each other. Oh, that's so common. You know, I got to be honest. I really didn't engage. I didn't feel emotionally connected to the child like my wife did. I just tried to figure out the problem and, dare I say, get over it. For a while, Kelsey and I struggled with infertility. We had to have help getting pregnant, but in 2013, we used a fertility prescription called Clomid, but that pregnancy, I got to be honest, was really rough. Kelsey had really bad preeclampsia that just showed up one day, and after a rough pregnancy and a rough C-section birth, we welcomed baby Kennedy into the world. She was in the NICU for a week and a day. It was really hard, but honestly, we were really blessed to have her. In 2015, we had an early miscarriage. Now, I say it nonchalant like that because I even had to ask my wife because I forgot. Remember how I was talking to you about I'm not very good at dates? This is one of those things where maybe that's kind of like you. You remember you had one, but not exactly when. With three pregnancies under our belt, we were pumped to get pregnant in 2017 with our son, Whitson. Remember my DJ friend, Clayton? Whitson? <laughs> yeah, we named him after him. But because of her history, Kelsey was under tight observation. I'm talking like every other week checkups or something ridiculous like that. She had to take it easy, lots of checkups, felt like everybody was really careful. There was no reason for this pregnancy to go awry. But this is where our story took a turn. At 2.30 on Friday, two days before we were delivering our son, we went into the doctor's office, put the little hockey pucks on her belly, and the nurse said, oh, I can't, oh, it's weird, I can't find it. Don't worry, we'll find it. She just kind of left the room real quick after, and then our OB walks in, and after a while, in total disbelief, huge tears welled up in his eyes, and he said, sorry guys, he's gone. What? That's not how this is supposed to go. My, my mom was on the way. Kelsey's parents were already packed. We were going to be delivering this child on Monday morning. We were ready to go. You want to talk about a rug being pulled out from under you? That was the hardest day, probably, of my life. In total disbelief, we gathered what we could, got in the elevator. I remember the elevator doors opening and our pastor was right there. He followed us home and we invited so many friends over to come pray for us because this is a deep level of pain we've never experienced before. The next morning, we got up and we had a C-section delivery. And we delivered a perfect looking baby boy in the exact same room where we delivered our daughter. Except this time, there weren't tears or crying. Well, from a baby, anyway. You know, for me, he was there in the timing of the appointment. The office was relatively quiet. He was there in the coming of both Kelsey's parents, my parents. They were on their way. He was there in delivery room with uh, just this crazy piece that just really surpassed all understanding if you want to throw a Bible verse in there. In my journey, I learned that Jesus was always there. It just took me a while for me to see him. He was there in the hard decisions, and he was there in the hurt and the pain and those he surrounded us with, including Allison and Jono Brown. You see, two weeks before we lost Whitson, 
Kelsey's coworker at the time, Allison, and her husband, Jono, lost their daughter, Cora, to a cord wrap incident. It was a terrible experience for them, as you can imagine. They were dumbfounded. We were all dumbfounded, frankly. And in their pain, they walked with us on ours. They were there with the playbook immediately after their loss to help us in ours. You see, Jesus works in some crazy, mysterious ways. He places people in our lives for a season, of course. But other times, he anchors us to people when we go through deep pain. Later on, we experienced yet another miscarriage in the summer after losing Whitson. And we went two years asking God difficult questions and dealing with health and infertility issues. Month after month, we would experience pain and let down more heartache and yearning to grow our family. We looked into foster care and we looked into adoption. We asked hard questions and kept leaning in to Jesus because, frankly, that's all we had. In 2020, that was a hard year for everyone. Can we just be honest with that? But for us, it was particularly awful. In the early spring, we were elated to find out that we were pregnant again. We told everybody. We had announcements, gender reveals, all the things, right? The world shut down, but we were excited and gung-ho for this new miracle baby. Some even said it was a prophetic gift, and we believed it. Until Monday, April 20th of 2020, Kelsey went in for a normal checkup because of COVID. I had to stay home. I remember cleaning my garage and about 45 minutes had passed and it hit me like literally a ton of bricks. She hasn't called. That's not good. So I call her and sure enough, she was crying. We had named our son Lennox and he was already with Jesus. The next morning we delivered him in the same room, the same hospital that we've been before. Room 3302. It's the last room in the hospital just so you can be alone and start to grieve. Now, if you're keeping score, that's six pregnancies, one child, two burials, and a lot of pain. I don't mean that to sound flippant, but that's just kind of where we're at. In all of that, Kelsey and Allison started Forno Ministries in the fall of 2018 after losing Cora and Whitson. Their whole goal is to add the hope of Jesus to those going through miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant loss. Neither of them found great Christ-based resources scrolling aimlessly, waiting for answers in the middle of the night after losing their children. So, the good news is that there's a ministry already going that Kelsey led and had all the perfect answers to, right? When you have to continue to live through pain like this, it doesn't matter if you know all the right answers. It still sucks. How do you walk that out? Do you do it publicly? Do you do it privately? What do you do when the ministry you lead is the ministry you need? What are you really, and I'm talking like really, really going to do when you hit the bottom? Jesus says in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I think as a person of faith in Jesus, I just want the good stuff. I want to lean in and grow, but only in the good stuff. But I really feel like you lean in and you grow really, really, really fast and really, really deeply in the middle of the hard stuff. When you get to that bottom, there's nowhere to look but up. It's dark down there. You may be there now. I know the pain and the hopelessness and the bitterness and the anger and the really, really honest questions you have for that guy labeled Savior. Kelsey and I threw all of those things in his face, questioned his goodness. And you know what? Jesus graciously met us with each and every one. 
He sat with us in our grief, and in time, he showed us where he was and the undeniable truth that he wants to give you about where he is, his love, his purpose for your life, and how, with him, not apart from him, you can actually heal. If you've grown up around church, like at all, you've heard the term mustard seed faith. It's a really, really tiny seed. I'm talking smaller than the period on your computer. But through our journey, we had a mustard seed of faith, just like one. We got really, really small and really limited. And I had the option of choosing whether I was going to lean in or blow off Jesus. And Kelsey did too. Miscarriage is a deep place where you can grow in your faith. And I'm talking the realness of God. What do you really believe about Jesus? When you're at the bottom of the deepest hole and all you have is a tiny seed of faith, it's incredible what can grow if you learn to water your faith with your tears. The Foreknown Men podcast is a program of Foreknown Ministries, a nonprofit ministry made possible by people throughout the world that deeply believe healing can come through Jesus after loss. These people give monthly so parents can grow in their faith when pain wants to break them down. I'm Christy from Colorado Springs and I am part of the Foreknown community. To join me and others in this incredible move of God or to give a one-time gift, go to foreknownministries.org donate today. Over time, my healing has brought me others whom I can speak and share my experiences with. You happen to be one of them. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 1.4, he comforts us with all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's what I'm here to do. You see, I've always wanted to lead people to Jesus. This just happens to be my place. My faith wasn't tested in those seasons because I don't think Jesus took my kids away from me to build a place for me to serve him. That's pretty terrible. And if you've heard that in your story, let me be the first to say it's a lie. God didn't take your child to fulfill some purpose or some promise. But through these hard places, my faith was refined, so Jesus was made real. So now, I lead other men through their journey of pregnancy and infant loss. I started Foreknown Men in the fall of 2020 to add hope to men after loss. Like Kelsey scrolling for answers in the hospital, I too needed a place of hope and encouragement and truth to help me heal. There's a lot of questions men have and a wide range of pain in that spectrum. You may be a guy who dreamed of playing baseball or taking a princess to a ball, but you also may be a guy who is just like me who looked at his wife and said, when are you going to get over this? I learned that that was incredibly selfish and really based on my own awkward deficiencies that I had as a man. I didn't understand how to care for my bride as Jesus does his church. I had to learn to care for her so deeply in those times. They were my vows. I'm committed to her, ups and downs, highs and lows. She's been there for me on my journey, so I continue to support her in hers. Or should I say, ours. Our journey to having kids isn't over. I don't know what the future holds, but even in the waiting, I do have hope. As a matter of fact, I cling to it. I trust in it. The painful things I've endured have healed, but that doesn't mean that there's not a scar or I still don't have painful moments. I've just learned that Jesus is with me and still cares for my future when I'm having an incredibly hard day. 
in this podcast, you're going to get the real with the raw. That's just how I am. I don't have all the answers, but I know Jesus does. And I'm going to bring other men on here to help you see how Jesus worked in the middle of their loss, just like he did in mine. Now, with each episode, I'm adding a guide to help you process what you hear and how you can apply it to yourself. Sure, these things are meant for men who've gone through miscarriage, stillbirth, or infant loss, but really, they're opportunities for you to prayerfully connect with Jesus about whatever is going on in your life. We are never really that far from pain, right? You're either in a storm, coming out of one, or going into another one. So, from this episode, let me ask you a few leading questions. Where are you in your journey to trusting Jesus fully? Who do you have around you, like John O'Nallison for us, to help you process through pain? And what's Jesus saying and showing you from my story that you might want to lean in and learn and apply to your own? I want you to go to fornoministries.org slash podcast to get the worksheet to answer all these questions. I'll also include them in the show notes. Next time, my friend John O'Brown, Allison's husband, he and I present at conferences all the time, and you couldn't pick two polar opposite people, but he brings an awesome and unique story to the table, and I can't wait for you to hear from him. And I want to leave you with this. I believe that you can actually grow in your faith after loss. I happen to be a person who's lived this out. The choice is honestly yours. You can ask all the questions, and I promise Jesus wants to walk with you through them all. He gets us. He knows you. Learn to lean in. Seek him. Grief is a really powerful emotion. Ask him to help you with it. Seek him, and he'll give you the answers you're looking for right in the middle of your pain. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Four No Men podcast. I hope this is a start of something awesome for you and for me. I hope you have an incredible day. You've been listening to the Four Known Men podcast. When you go through a pregnancy loss, the pain can be overwhelming, and you may not know where to turn for support. At Four Known Ministries, we guide men and women to process grief through encouragement, community, and ultimately the hope that Jesus has for their future. If that's you, message us through Four Known Men on Instagram or text Four Men, that's the number four, and men to 719-626-8486. You can also go to foreknownministries.org to get help now. And if you've enjoyed this episode and think it would help someone out, please share it. When you subscribe to the Four Known Men podcast, we will send you more episodes as we release them. As with all podcasts, when you rate us or send us a review, it helps us get better and connect with more people that need to hear about the love of Jesus and pregnancy loss. Thank you for listening. We know Jesus wants to meet with you in your pain. Turn to him and we promise you'll find everlasting hope. God bless.